Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. And he is Michael. Michael, say hi to the good people. Hey, everybody. There he goes. If you don't know who Michael is, he's been joining us the last two podcasts. This is you should go back and listen. You should go back and listen to those. Those are sort of essential. Normally, we don't do like chronological podcasts, but you really should go back and listen to the. No, this is an absolute. Don't skip ahead in the series. Like you can't come in mid series. It makes no sense. Okay. Uh, so go back and listen to him. Michael's joining the podcast. We joke that he's executive producer, audio engineer, legal assistant, but he is the heartbeat of a lot of people's lives. And we had him come on the podcast because we did a fantasy draft of all UJ players making the best team possible for it. So that's why he's here. We're glad to have him. Uh, he is Daniel. I am Clint. We are the normal hosts of this podcast, and we talk like fans talk because we're really good at fanning all day long it's it's the best role we have uh we don't take each other very seriously if at all uh we hardly respect each other but we're here talking about uga we are really good at fanning like an old lady in church uh that's what we do best there are some times in the pod where i say words and i know like Mm -hmm. you know there's a countdown like five four wait for the hit. here it comes like i'm the heartbeat of many people's lives Yes. Yes. yes correct no i just if he hadn't said fanning after that then i would have gone for that one but that was, uh, was now there's two of us clint to, to talk about all i'm just it's like playing poker Don't with my stepbrother's kids y'all i just yep it's like it's like drafting rennie kern as your first linebacker <laughs> All-time UGA draft. Okay. Um, Team we're, wins. We're, Team we're, wins. We're Georgia fans, and um, as Clint said, uh, you're Georgia fans. That's what this podcast is all about. It's not mm-hmm. a place for uh, paywalls and insider guru nonsense. It's a place where real fans can talk about real stuff, and that's what we like to do here. If you are a Georgia fan and you want to join in the conversation, we would love to have you. You can email us at lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We haven't said this all week, but we hope you know it at this point. Uh, you can leave us a rating or a review oh, yeah. on uh, You haven't talked Apple, about somebody's cat in a long time. Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Um, we've, uh, we've given you executive producer intern michael live on the podcast i don't know what more you want from us if that's not worth five stars i don't know what's what is worth five stars at least um michael your wife if you could just reach out maybe to at least have your wife give us a rating or a review i mean i mean at minimum at minimum it feels like that would be i don't know michael do you have cats do you are you a are you a cat owner dog you, dog subscriptions count? you could do a dog subscription it's uh, it's a little bit out of the ordinary it's a little bit it's it's a it's a little against the besides grain, a but cat subscription we yeah no that's normal but a dog okay. subscription is a bit odd but i guess we could make it work yeah no if you want to leave us a rating or a review if you like the podcast we, that helps us out a bunch and so we really do appreciate it um if you want to tell us how much you hate us and your name's Trevor, then you're more than welcome to leave us another review. If your name's not Trevor, then you can just email us and tell us how much you hate us. Um, mm-hmm. But if you like us, then you can leave us a rating or a review. You can tell a friend about the podcast. Um, uh, and then, yeah, let us know what you think about our teams as we're drafting them. We're going to continue drafting these teams. And then at the end, we're going to put it to a vote by you and let you decide who has the best team. Um, uh, so far, the teams are as follows. We have mm-hmm. uh, picked, let's see, we are in round number eight. We're in the middle of round number eight. So Clint has eight players on his team. Uh, Michael and I have seven on our teams. Um, uh, let's, let's 
Michael, you want to read you want to read off your team for the people who you who you have so far yep. on your on your squad. So I took Herschel, running back one, Terrence okay. Edwards, Roquan, uh, Richard Seymour for my DL, Jarvis Jones, DeAndre Baker, and Matt Stinchcomb. My team so far is Champ Bailey, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Heinz Ward, Boss Bailey, Justin Houston, and Benjamin Watson. Uh, I got David Pollock, A.J. Green, Garrison Hurst, Thomas Davis, No Sean Moreno, Andrew Thomas, Paul Oliver, Rennie Curran, which leads us to the next pick, middle of round eight, back to Daniel. That's right. Uh, it's a snake draft order in case you're not following. So Michael picks, Daniel picks, Clint picks, Daniel picks, Michael picks. And so uh, I am taking... Uh, I've already got two linebackers. I've got an inside, Boss Bailey, and I've got an outside. But but linebacker is... Um, it's a position of great depth at University of Georgia. But um, there are 12 that are going to be taken. Uh, six on the inside, six on the outside. So you're going to start to run out of some of that depth. I just got Justin Houston two rounds ago. But Justin Houston, a bit more of a uh, a big physical body type. At, mm-hmm. at outside linebacker, I'm not saying he's a run stopper. He certainly get after the quarterback, but he's a bit more of a bigger body. Even when he was at Georgia, that was kind of his mo. It's got a power and so, rush move, a, a and finesse so, move. He does not. I'm gonna go for speed with my next outside linebacker pick. I'm going to go for pure, unadulterated speed, and I'm going to take Leonard Floyd, who in flashes. At some points in his Georgia career, looked to be maybe the best outside linebacker to ever play at Georgia. Couldn't put it together consistently throughout his entire career, but still one of the best to ever do it. An absolute freak on the outside. Gets after the quarterback whenever he wants. And so, give me him and Justin Houston on opposite sides of the defensive line. That's a great uh, pair. That's a that's a great pair, man. Yeah. Um, so comes to me i've got roquan jarvis jones as linebackers um there's a lot of depth but they're going quick so this is one of those picks where you know some of these positions i had to do some research because i'm just not as familiar with the personnel over the years but this was a heart pick this was a Mm. Mm no-brainer linebacker and it's because of one game so i'm taking alec ogletree and it's simply because of his performance in the 2012 sec championship uh, that's one game against Alabama, huge disappointment, but the defense played their freaking hearts out. And um, there's there's one play in particular, and you may be thinking it's the blocked punt with the touchdown, but that is not the play that I remember from Alec Ogletree. I remember middle of the second quarter, uh, Bama's got second and goal, I think from the one or two, and Eddie Lacy is just charging mm-hmm. for a touchdown Alec Ogletree steps in and stuffs him, and Eddie Lacy drops the ball. Just a brilliant moment for a linebacker. Mm. So, Alec Ogletree, welcome to the team any day, all day. This is great. This is an absolute expletive moment in this draft for me. Again, really wanted Alec Ogletree to round out my linebacking core i i still need one inside linebacker but uh sadly it looks like it's not going to be not going to be him but great pick terrible game 
to reference. How dare you come onto the podcast I'm and sorry, bring yeah, up yeah. the 2012 SEC Championship uh, game? Not cool. I'm that way. Not cool. We're in we're in the uh, middle of a freaking pandemic, Michael, and you've got the nerve to come on this podcast <laughs> and try to bring up the 2012 SEC Championship game. Good oh, man. golly. Uh, the pick is yours still. The pick is yours. So, yeah, I need another wide receiver. Um, uh, you need a first wide receiver. You said another. No. You need a first. <laughs> no. Terrence Edwards joke. Here we go. Tough. Tough. Uh, so this this one I had to go back to the stat sheet and just look. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of good receivers over the years that I could have picked. But when I look at the stats, Fred Gibson, maybe not mm-hmm. a standout, maybe not a name brand for a lot of UGA fans. But one stat jumped out at me, and that was his yards per catch. Higher hmm. than A.J. Green, higher than Terrence Edwards, 18 yards per catch over his UGA career. And that's across 161 catches, almost 3,000 yards. So give me Fred Gibson on the other end of that wide receiver duo. It's just a freaking burner, Fred Gibson. Mm-hmm. The best deep ball wide receiver in UGA history. That's... Oh. That's absolutely that's absolutely who Fred Gibson me, is. I'm thinking through really the, quick. The, that's a, that's the, a fair statement. The second best is my last pick in this entire draft. Uh, uh, yes. So uh, I do not hate the pick, Fred Gibson. I like it a lot. Old skinny legs, Fred. Um, I, I do have a thought about why Fred Gibson was able to accumulate all those yards, but I'll get to that in mm-hmm. round 19. You got, Round you got 19. Check back with me about why Fred Gibson was so good. Uh, <laughs> but for right now, it's in round nine. And um, I don't have a safety. I got some linebackers, and I'm, I'm thrilled with them. You'll notice that offense has just been forgotten about on my team. <laughs> we just said, we said, look, we got Todd Gurley, we got Nick Chubb, we got Heinz Ward. What else you okay? Mean? Like, just... Let's get some defensive players because can we win the game six to nothing? Yes, we can win the game six to nothing because we know you're not going to kick a field goal. And so now all we have to do is keep you out of the end zone. And so I need a safety on this team. I do not have anyone. Uh, Champ Bailey is my only member of the secondary that I have on this team so far. And so there are a lot to choose from. The only safety off the board so far is Thomas Davis. And so. It is pretty wide open at safety. So I kind of have my pick of everyone that is left. And I went with Sean Jones as my first safety taken on my team. You want to talk about a hard hitter. You want to talk about an enforcer. You want to talk about an iconic uh, fumble caused uh, in his career. Uh, against Tennessee, Sean Jones causes the fumble on the goal line. He scoops it up. He takes it back 97 yards for the touchdown. Uh, iconic moment in Sean Jones' mm-hmm. career. Iconic moment in Georgia football history. That's the kind of guy I want on my team. Uh, I want a guy who is not only going to rattle some skulls, I want a guy who is going to dislodge the ball, and that's the kind of guy that Sean Jones was. So he's my uh, ninth pick on my team. I really 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 like sean jones pick really really like it um my next pick this to me is so Wait, should we far go to ab- should we go to break we should probably we go should to break go to before break. you, you know, go to i'm gonna, break. I'm gonna do this right now i think my next pick is the steal of the draft so far Ooh, we'll talk about teaser Ooh. 
Okay. The steal of the draft so far. I think there's steals later on, but the steal of the draft so far, Daniel. I don't uh, disagree, by the way. I don't. This, uh, this is stupid. No. I don't this disagree. Is stupid how he lasted Maybe this Nick long. Chubb in round two. It, yeah. But other yeah. than that, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Geno Atkins. Are are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You mm. tell me tell me who gonna block him. Tell me who gonna move him off the center of that ball and get around him. Nobody. You can double him. I don't know. You bring a crackback block, go for it. You bring a pulling guard. I don't care. Geno's not going anywhere. Dominant force. I get him to anchor my defense in the ninth round. Thank you. Yes and please all day. Geno Atkins. I need no defense of that. It it was stupid he lasted this long. I think we were. We were looking elsewhere. We looked for Flash, and then we looked up and we're like, oh, Gino's just standing there mauling people like a bear. Um, now, now, if that was the biggest steal of the draft so far, and all my hate towards Daniel for his Ben Watson pick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I said. What? Who's that coming down the track? I don't want to be left with my hand in the bucket on tight end. So mm. I went out and I got what I remember statistically. We want to talk about stats. We can go single mm. season stats, okay? Mm-hmm. What I remember mm-hmm. watching, what I remember catching, what I remember. Leonard Pope is my tight end, and I don't care. He's the. Wow. He's it. Wow. He's it. Give me Leonard Pope. I test don't lie. Leonard Pope, mm. my tight end. Hey Clint, who's your quarterback? <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey, Clint, who's your second linebacker? You have one um, linebacker on your and team. And his name's Rennie Curran. His Absolutely. name's Rennie Curran. I, I, look, my defense, when all is said and done, I'm going to – my defense is just fine. Whew, look, just fine. We, get, we got two picks to talk about here, and we'll start with Geno Atkins. This is the moment in the draft when Clint solidified himself as having the best defensive line on uh, of all the three teams. There's no doubt about it. I mean, no. so far, I really like my running back group, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley. I really like my linebackers so far. Uh, but Clint's got David Pollock and Geno Atkins. Done. It doesn't matter who he fills out that third spot with. David Pollock and Geno Atkins is pretty dang good uh, offensive line. Uh, and so that's a great pick. Leonard Pope. I said it before. I said it a minute ago. Leonard Pope's the fifth best tight end to ever play at Georgia, and you took him yeah. as the second overall tight end yeah. in a three-team draft. So yeah. I'm not sure Leonard Pope would have made my two deep if we had t- had to take two tight ends. Uh, so I drafted a tight end with my heart. Um, in about ten rounds, Michael is going to draft the best tight end to ever play at Georgia with his head, and you took Leonard Pope. So we all had a different strategy when it came to tight ends. Uh, I went for skill and talent. You're right. You <laughs> could have very drastically different opinions yep. on that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I am now coming to a realization that I don't have a defensive lineman on my team. And uh, this is the moment when I realized Clint has David Pollock and Geno Atkins on his team. And I ain't got nobody on my team. Like right now, the best defensive lineman I have on my team is maybe Ben Watson. Like that's probably... That's who I'm going to be starting at defensive tackle. So I needed to go Serving get a defensive Serving at the soup kitchen? He's great at that. I needed to go get a defensive lineman. You put some respect on his name when it, you let it come out of your mouth. Uh, I needed to go get a defensive lineman, and I went and got the best one available to my, um, like, to my opinion, and that was Marcus Stroud. Great. Great um, 
defensive lineman out of out of the state of Florida, the great state of Florida. We rescued him. Um, uh, and uh, Marcus Stroud not only had a great career, um, not only did ha- he have a memorable signing day where he decommitted from the University of Florida and committed to Georgia, um, but he um, he was an all-time great at uh, defensive line. And uh, you got to take the best available. At some point, I'm on a run of just building a defensive team, and I love having a guy like Marcus Stroud on it. Well, I, I want people to enjoy the game. So, Daniel, you want to win the game. That's what matters, obviously. Okay. But we all sat through this last football season with UGA, a defensive monster, and realized that defense-dominated teams are not the most fun to watch. Mm. Whoa. So Whoa. I, I thought mm. I better pick up Oh, some disagreement. Uh, man, you, you weren't disagreeing when we were texting half the season. And, uh, so you took going through all so the you, buckets. So you took Jake pick. Fromm with your 10th pick. <laughs> that's, who you, that's who you took. Is that? So so I, I needed to get a couple of big guys up front that can move some people uh, to make some room for Herschel to get through. So I already got Matt Stinchcomb. I decided next to him I'd like to put Ben Jones hiking the ball and uh, come at me, Nick Fairley. Try to mm. try to take mm. a cheap shot on Aaron Murray. Oof. See what happens. Gosh, Nick Fairley, one of the most underrated, least likable players of all time in college football history. Ben Jones, one of the most likable players of all time yep. Yep. in yep. college yep. football yep. history. Um, but that's not it. You weren't done. You said, "Give me, yeah, give me Nasio not- lineman." But then you went. Then you went secondary. Now this pick seemed seemed logical, but my goodness, M Dubs. No, what this seemed logical to whom? To because to people with recency bias and who mm. like people mm. who who know every play in the play. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I did not believe that Ben Jones was the best center available when M Dubs took him, but I didn't hate the pick. Mm. Great pick. Okay, I, like, I did I like not. I believed that there was a better center available, but I didn't hate the pick. This pick came around, and I I began to laugh audibly. This this was a Rennie Curran type pick. He just uh, <laughs> thanks for the warm setup there. So look, this this was a panic pick. This was okay. I had my plan, okay. and I I start seeing some safeties disappear. Sean Jones gone. Greg Blue gone. Uh, so I just start grabbing, but but Clint, if you want to talk to me about recency bias, uh, let's let's save that for the next round when I go through. And we <laughs> oh no! Photos. <laughs> oh uh, no! I took J.R. Reed. I'll own it. It's fine. He's he's going to be fine. It's going to be he's good. Gonna be fine. <laughs> That's exactly what he's going to be for his entire career. Fine for he's literally fine. every play that he, he ever did. played. Man, he was he was fine. Look, we're not trying to knock Ben Jones, Georgia fan, or Ben Jones, J.R. Reed. We're not trying to knock J.R. Reed, Georgia fan. This is just an all-time UGA player draft, and this is maybe a bit early. Round 11, maybe a bit early for J.R. Reed. We're coming back uh, in just a second, and I am going to take a safety that Michael maybe thought was off the board, but turns out he wasn't, but he's about to be. Yeah, made a mistake on that one. Sorry. Yeah, let's... J.R. Reed, 
Jared came off the board and I laughed out loud because I was I had my fingers crossed. Just I got Sean Jones in the last uh, two rounds ago. Thomas Davis already off the board, but now all of a sudden, safety seem like <clears throat> we're getting late in the draft, and I might be able to get who I believe to be the third best safety in the history of the University of Georgia, and that is Greg Blue. And so I did. I got him. Uh, after J.R. Reed was taken, I took Greg Blue, just like I took Leonard Floyd after Rennie Curran was taken. Uh, that's the kind of draft that I'm that I'm working with here. Uh, Greg Blue, uh, I've already got Sean Jones, and so it seems a little unfair to put Greg Blue back there because Trevor, pick up Trevor. the keyboard, yeah, tell us typing. about someone who is literally mm-hmm. going to knock a man's head off of his shoulders because that is Greg Blue. Get on the YouTube. I've said this before on the podcast. If you are under the age of 22. Get on the YouTube uh-huh. and 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 look up Greg Blue hit, and that's all you have to type in, and then just and then, it, and then, and then just, just enjoy yourself. Back. Enjoy Pour yourself it. a and drink. Then, mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depending on what age you are, uh, we don't condone well, yeah. underage drinking. That's um, sure. On this Sorry. Pod. it's uh, a quarantine but- situation. <laughs> just saying, Daniel's not responsible for what comes I'm out of his mouth. Responsible for your. Uh, for your choice, the Greg Blue pick. Uh, your our safeties, Daniel. You're in my safety uh, tandems. Um, we could go toe uh, to toe. It's some hitters. It's some hitters. Some hitters on the board. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Greg Blue. Uh, I went. So so let me let me chronicle you my my offense real quick. I got. Garrison Wait a minute. Wilson. We should go to break again. Sorry, I'm just gonna keep cutting you off, Clint. We should. Wait, did we already go to break? We already went to break, Daniel. We went you? to break. We went to break. <laughs> You can cut Daniel, that out. I'm so excited about that one pick. You can just like that deserves every its own time segment. I make every time I make a pick, it deserves it deserves its own segment. There's some so. notoriety there, man. Hey Clint, uh, Clint, I cede the floor to you. You may speak. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you for letting yeah. me speak. Um, hey, uh, I went with a wide receiver, and here's the deal with wide receiver. I got AJ Green. You want to talk about going and getting balls and making receptions? Like I. I'm fine, okay? Every throw in the world is going to be caught with A.J. Green. I need a guy that I think is so undervalued by UGA. You guys don't realize how great he was at the time that he had at the University of Georgia. Uh, he played on some bad teams. This guy is not going to show up in record books, but every single play. He is not. I'm going to say this word, this name. He's not him. He's not Heinz Ward, okay? Not, not even close. But he's made in the mold where he's going to do everything right and make all the catches he's responsible for, and that's Malcolm Mitchell, Okay. UGA fans, you go back and watch UGA, uh, Malcolm Mitchell's career, uh, and you watch him for one year. You watch an incredible player. Uh, love Malcolm Mitchell. He's one of my – this is a little bit heart. I, lo- I have a soft spot in my heart for Malcolm Mitchell. Uh, but he's the pick that I had. Uh, M-Dubs, you, you want to bring some heat at me? Uh, I'll, I'll respect that. Yeah, that's- <laughs> love some Malcolm Mitchell. Clint, I love this pick. I love this pick. Do you know why? He's not the most talented player at his position, but he's got heart. You know, he's just a good guy, and he's just a guy that you want on your team, you know? Like Ben that's Watson. Why, that's why I love that pick. So, oh my gosh, Michael, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about the similarities there between the logic that I... Anyway, go ahead. Clint, uh, when I when I use that, it's logic. When you use it, it's irrational. 
I don't Correct. How that works. Yeah. Um, no, that's my wife tells me the same thing all the time. So I'm totally. <laughs> your used wife to, is a very smart woman, I'm, as you I'm know. I'm totally used to this. Okay, good. Um, hey, I needed so I don't have the best secondary. So I have a, the hardest hitter in Thomas Davis. I got Paul Oliver, a good cornerback. Uh, I need more balanced on the secondary, and so I went out and got and scooped up before anybody else could put them on the other side of their uh, defensive backfield. And I went and got Sanders Cummings uh, as my pick. So Paul Oliver, Sanders Cummings, Thomas Davis rounding out my DB. I feel very good about this defensive back. I feel very comfortable in any defense, in any scheme. They're translatable. They can get all across the board. Give me Sanders Cummings. Yeah, I don't hate this pick. I mean, you start getting into corners that are, exactly. you know, like I had a guy that I wanted – that I didn't think anybody was going to take, and so I kind of moved him down to the bottom of my board. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate the pick of, of Sanders. Cause you know, my favorite part of your of those two picks as it was happening in real time, just to let you in on what I was thinking as we were texting. I couldn't tell you this at the time because oh. I didn't want to give away, I didn't want to tip my hand in no. any in any respect. But at this point, I'm tracking with all the picks that have been made, and uh, Clint. And Michael have both picked two wide receivers at this point yeah. in the draft. So you get to sit the entire time. And so now I immediately know that they can't take another wide receiver, which means I move wide receiver to the very last pick on my board. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to take any wide receivers. And so uh, I loved that Malcolm Mitchell pick because, number one, it wasn't who I was going to take. Not that I think it was a bad pick, but it just wasn't who I was going to take. And... Now I know that I'm definitely going to get whoever I want, and I can just make him the last pick in my draft. So uh, that was a bit of my strategy. What I don't have uh, the luxury of doing uh-huh. is not taking any offensive lineman. You and have so to Clint, have an O-lineman at some point. I decided that round number 12 was the appropriate time <laughs> to finally give some love and take an offensive lineman. And okay. I took... Um, the humblest Stinchcomb. I took <laughs> well, well said. I took the uh, the hardest working Stinchcomb brother. I took um, the Stinchcomb brother that was left. That's who I took. I took, <laughs> I took John Stinchcomb, and I and listen, I'm not mad about the pick at all. He's a tackle. He's a dang good tackle. Uh, he's an All American tackle from the University of Georgia. And I'm happy to have him on my offensive line. Is he is he Andrew Thomas? No, he's not. Is he Matt Stinchcomb? No, he probably isn't. But uh, I am happy to have him on team. I think he's a great tackle. I was happy. Uh, I think he's, at, at the very worst, he's the third best tackle to ever play at Georgia. And so at least I didn't give up two tackles to somebody before I got one. So... Uh, yeah, this was kind of a, a need necessary pick, uh, mm-hmm. but I jumped on it here, and you're gonna you're gonna start to see a theme in my draft <laughs> for the next little <laughs> Daniel, bit. It's like Daniel goes fill, heavy in the middle one, of this draft. Once I start thinking about offensive linemen, I can't stop, and so now now I'm all in. Okay, I got a question so, before before Michael starts with his next pick. Are we do you, do we want to go into round thirteen? No, maybe we should stop right here yeah. at the end of round twelve. So, Michael, okay. you give you can give one pick, and then we will pick up next week in round thirteen. That sounds good to me. Perfect. Uh, by the way, I did did a little research. I referred to Matt Stinchcomb as 
the richer Stinchcomb. Oh, uh-huh. On, uh, on the last verified, episode. Um, Matt Stinchcomb's estimated net worth is around $9 million. John Stinchcomb's estimated net worth is around 800000 Yikes! So, <laughs> I don't know what he did with all that money, but... Wow, John. <laughs> Not making the business decisions, I see. Uh, all right. B- so, before the Skinchum family a- comes out with pitchforks at this podcast, can we <laughs> can we pick make a pick, please? Uh, all right. So so I had J.R. Reed as my safety panic pick. I I, I decided to double back, uh, put a clearer head on, and so I, I mm. wanted to fill out my safety position pretty quick. And I went back in time, guys. Is this real quick? Are we doing like the last twenty years UGA no. any time? Anytime oh, we're doing all time. All some people, okay. Some people listening to the podcast will be led to believe that we're doing the last twenty years plus Herschel Walker because of some of the picks that have been made. But no, in fact, we are doing all time UGA players. All, all time. So uh, I decided to roll back and get Terry Hogue, who uh, two time All American. But the the thing that really struck me about Terry Hogue is back when the Heisman meant something, mm-hmm. this guy was a a defensive back named as a Heisman finalist. This was the uh, in the same year that Herschel won the Heisman, 82. So mm-hmm. that's a big deal, big deal. Him and a bunch of quarterbacks and running backs. Um, so it's pretty epic safety. So I took Terry Hogue to help me lock down that that back side of the defense. Look, if I don't you're going to take, going to fault you for that. I don't think anybody. If you're going to take players from the early '80s, it's that's you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a hard time not picking some fan favorites. So uh, no, Terry Hogue is a great pick, uh, and that gets us through round twelve. Um, not even halfway done with this. <laughs> you, by the way, this it thing. is this the best part of the draft. The entertainment comes come. up next. Like okay. that's the thing. We've done we've, all the like meat and potatoes picks, y'all. Mm-hmm. Just we've done the good players. Now we're getting into this. We're picking people that it's not like we're stealing each other's picks at this point. Now we're getting into nope. the oh, you wanted him? This is the guy oh. that you oh, that's a that's a that player. You wanted? Hmm. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, and some hot takes. Hot some, takes coming up. Some hot takes are coming. Michael, uh, can Maybe we have cold back? cakes? Are, are you coming back on the podcast next week, Michael? Can we can we can we convince you to get back on here and defend some of your picks next week? Well, you know, despite some of the uh, production quality that I've seen, I think <laughs> I'll I'll show up for one more round. We need and, you. Uh, see if we can finish out this draft. We need you. We need you, Michael. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, Michael's coming back next week. Um, we will be back next week, as always. Uh, we'll finish up this draft, and we will um, uh, be here to talk about all things University of Georgia. Uh, have a great weekend. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating or a review. Email us, hit us up on Twitter, and we will talk to you guys later. See you.